can be seated this morning. Good morning, Hilton Head Island Community Church. All right, it's Labor Day, I can tell. Good morning, Hilton Head Island Community Church. All right, that's much more enthusiastic. I hope you're doing well. For those of you I don't know, my name's Todd. I'm glad that you're here this morning. I'm glad that you have joined uh, in worship uh, with us. Before we dive in to today's message, which is a continuation of our series called All In, um, I just want to stop for a moment and uh, point out a few things. Um, first, um, I just want to point out that uh, this weekend, uh, our brand new website went live, which was kind of a coordinated effort along with our new database that we've been talking about. And um, I don't normally do this, but I just want to pause because there's a uh, person on our staff whose life has been this uh, website and this transition all summer, and it's Cynthia Cullen, and I think she's in the back and she's probably ticked off at me for doing this. She's hiding. <laughs> Cynthia, thank you so much for all of your effort this summer. Our whole staff uh, has done an amazing job, Marie and Abby and myself and, and Cynthia, and uh, uh, we've had some others that have played a huge role. Wendy's played a huge part, Wendy Sanders, but Cynthia really was the quarterback in this whole project. And um, Cynthia, I am so thankful for all the effort, the overtime in a huge way that you put in this summer. And uh, thanks for getting us to this point. And I want to encourage you to check it out, whether you have an iPhone or some other kind of phone. Now you can visit our website. And so we're pretty excited about that for you Android users. So check that out. When you get a chance, go home and check it out. And I want to encourage you to go to the AMPED portion of that site. Um, you can check it out. It's under uh, the uh, My Account information under All In. And so be checking that out where you can go and you can register because everything that we do from here on out will really be electronic. We're going to try to cut down even more on paper, and uh, we want to communicate with you through your email. So get an email, sign up through that uh, portal. And if you have any questions about that, there's a nice, easy instruction sheet that you can visit uh, when you go to guest services, and Shirley Newton will be glad to give you that sheet on how you can sign up. Now, something unusual that we're doing this morning as well is right now I'm going to ask our greeters to be walking forward, and they're going to hand you two different pieces of paper. These are two different forms uh, that we are going to hand you. So um, actually, we've got Todd and Sammy Cooper, our new student pastor and his wife, by the way, handing these out. So Todd, Sammy, glad that you guys are here. Absolutely. Give it up for Todd and Sammy. And I'm going to give you guys some time uh, to uh, receive these. There are two things here. There's a grow card and a serve card. And uh, so we're going to be using these both over the next two weeks. Uh, we wanted to go ahead and get these in your hand. Now let me talk about the grow card. It's this nice um, red one right here. I'm just kidding. It's lime green. I just wanted to see if you were awake. Uh, it's this lime green uh, card here. And um, it has a list of all of our life groups on it. Over this summer in July and August, we've had leadership training for our life group leaders. And uh, these are the 15 on the front and back, 15 different life groups and Bible studies that we are going to have this fall. I cannot tell you how excited I am uh, to share the details of this information with you next week. But here's what I want you to do on this lime green card. Is I want you to take this home and be praying about what life group that you want to be a part of, what life group you want to be a part of this fall. You can take this home or Bible study. Um, take this home. Be praying about this. Give it some thought. Give it some prayer. All of these groups are now listed on the Pulse part of uh, the website. So you can do a search and you can uh, take a look there. 
but uh, please bring this back next week. Uh, we'll also be handing them out next week, uh, but uh, I want to encourage you. I think we're doing one per family on this. Is that right? Um, so take these and take it home and be praying about that next week. We're going to dive into this next week in detail. Um, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am about the grow part of our ministry, and you'll hear more about that next week, because we had um, nearly 60 people go through the training to be life group leaders or mentors, and uh, so we'll unpack that in detail next week, but just wanted to bring that to your attention. Now, for today, I want to draw your attention to the yellow card that you received. It's the serve card, and as the message is going on this morning, it's okay if you're looking down. It's not going to bother me one bit. Because as I'm talking and as God's Holy Spirit is um, speaking to you uh, personally, I want you to be praying about these different service areas that we have as a church. And we're going to be talking about three distinct environments where we as Christ followers from God's word are called to serve. But I wanted to put this in your hands right up front so that you could see the different areas within our church. There, there are six different service teams uh, that you can look at. There's our kids ministry which is Island Kids. Uh, we've got our preteen ministry, which is Ignite, and they're already up and going back there um, in my old office. I had, pre uh, I had preteens kick me out of my office this year. So I bet your business is going better than mine because you probably didn't have preteens kick you out of your office. But anyway, I'm glad. I really am, and I'm very, very excited about that. Ignite is going very well. Student ministry Sunday nights at 5 and 7 o'clock. 5 is uh, middle school, and uh, 7 o'clock is high school. And Todd and his team are going to be, Todd Cooper Coop, we're calling him, um, is going to be organizing uh, new volunteers for student ministry, life groups, and that sort of thing. Guest services, everything that you see from parking. Man, those, those folks out in parking are amazing in the summer, aren't they? They're incredible. Let's give it up for our guest service team. Parking, <laughs> hospitality. You may not know this, but we have people who arrive here at about 7 o'clock every Sunday to get the coffee ready, and uh, they do an amazing job. Our greeters, our guest service team is incredible, and then we have a logistics team that uh, helps out with some of the administrative stuff. Production, these guys that you don't see that are kind of behind that curtain there, that you know, don't, don't bug them when you see them. They are focused. And so uh, anyway, the production team does an amazing job um, with sound and video and lights, and they are often a very under-thanked um, team. So let's give it up for our production team this morning, man. You guys do an amazing job. Incredible. In our administrative team, uh, we have people who help out administratively. Um, listen, if you serve... At Hilton Head Island Community Church in one of those areas, I want to thank you as your pastor. Thank you so much for serving. Thank you for giving up your time. Thank you for uh, giving up uh, a piece of who you are and sacrificing who you are to serve in those areas. Um, it, is, it is a huge need, and it's an amazing thing when you can serve your church. And I know the joy that uh, so many of you uh, receive by serving. Down at the bottom of that card are two different areas also that are outreach-oriented, our uh, one community and then our global focus. And we're going to be um, meeting with uh, our missions partners here this, uh, this fall to talk about uh, a trip again next summer, possibly to, to Belize and maybe even uh, another trip that we're going to be talking about. So uh, if you are interested in one of those areas, as the message goes on, here's my encouragement, here's my challenge. Be prayerfully thinking about this card. And if you are from an, another state and you're here on Labor Day and you're like, man, this is awesome, but you know, 
how can I serve? I'm here once a year. And uh, um, I want to encourage you, as you listen to today's message, um, be praying about how you can go back to your home church and take your level of service up a notch or two. And uh, I want to encourage you uh, on that. So be filling that out during the message. You can take that after the service is over, and you can drop it off. Uh, as you leave today, our guest service team, our greeters, are going to be having these big uh, baskets, and you can just drop it right in the big basket as you leave uh, today as you uh, walk out. So I want to encourage you to do that. The other thing that I want to encourage you to do, last week we began this brand new message series um, called All In. And um, I want to encourage you to go to our website. You can go to the media section of our website, and you can listen to the message from last week. Or you can just go to iTunes if you uh, subscribe to our podcast, and you can listen that way. Listen, if you are a regular attender or if you're a member here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. It is a vital, important message for the life of this church. And so uh, I want to encourage you on that. I want to encourage you to be in attendance throughout the month of September uh, as we head into September. Do you realize September's tomorrow? It begins tomorrow. So uh, anyway, so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Now, I just want to give some um, background of how we got to this place. Why are we doing a message series called All In? Somebody came up to me last week and they're like, I love it. The beginning of every school year, every church I've ever been a part of, the pastor takes the opportunity at the beginning of every school year to talk about attendance and money. And I was like, man, you call it like it is. And that's awesome. And he's right. And I said, you know why? Because by September, usually attendance is down and money's gone and money's down. Um, but that's not the purpose of all in. That's not the whole purpose of this message series, although you may hear little elements of that all throughout the message series. The purpose of this series is really to paint a picture and to give you a picture, if you will, quite literally on the screen, you can see a picture here of what we as a church and what we as a leadership team have come up with, prayerfully come up with as our strategy for the future. Uh, back in the spring, I began um, just to really be, uh, I guess, come under conviction as the pastor of Hilton Head Island Community Church about this idea that we've got a fantastic mission statement. Our mission is to passionately share the message of Jesus Christ and to lead people to follow him. It's really a restating of the Great Commission found in Matthew 28. But I was convicted, not because of that, that's a great mission statement, I was convicted because we really don't have any strategy behind that. Um, we may have had some strategy along the way, but it has been a bit random. And so I began praying uh, for God to give me uh, what I believe was kind of the, the, the skeleton of a strategy, and we met with the leadership team and we kind of put some meat on that bones, and this is what we believe God has for us as a strategy, if you will, or environments for how the mission of Hilton Head Island Community Church is going to be played out week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out. We are going to do this through four distinct areas. And I want to take a moment and I want to give some definition to those areas so that you can see the landscape of everything that we are talking about. And so it begins really with worship. We talked about that last week. And you can see this in the worship folder notes on that second, or actually that third page, just across from the notes. We'll go back to the notes in a minute. But we will hold nothing back in our worship of God, our creator, his son Jesus, our savior, and the Holy Spirit, our comforter, as we meet together corporately and live our lives individually for him. 
You see, it's an individual worship, but it's a coming together when we worship together in a worship service, just like we do week in and week out here Sunday at 9.30 and 11 o'clock. And so that is our worship environment. That's our worship strategy. And we kind of describe three different characteristics of somebody who is all in in terms of worship. Last week, we said it was somebody who was consistently committed to attending weekly worship gatherings, somebody who was promoting unity when we gather to worship within the body of Christ. We talked about how gossip and disunity can destroy churches. And thirdly, we talked about the fact that a characteristic of being all in in worship means worshiping God together through regular and generous giving when we gather. And I ended by asking a question. I want to I ask the question today as we get started. When it comes to corporate worship, is Hilton Head Island Community Church that church or is it your church? And if you're from somewhere else, just insert the name of your church the church that you go to, is it, is it that church? Like when you're having conversations with people, do you describe it, as, describe it as that church or is it your church? If you're someone who describes it as your church, then you probably are all in. If it's that church, you're probably not all in yet. And so my prayer is, is that you would make that leap from describing and kind of thinking and have a men, having a mentality that Hilton Head Island Community Church is just that church to the point where you say this is my church. Make it your church or make it your family's church. And so we talked about that in terms of worship. Attending worship together is such a high value, not just of mine, but if you read in scripture, it's a high priority for God, for us to gather together. We'll describe that in a few moments. The second part of that strategy is grow. We are intentional in how we grow in our relationship with God by being in community with others, studying the Bible, praying to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to influence our life choices. We'll be unpacking that next week. Play, the third uh, category, the third strategy or environment, is we recognize the importance of connecting with, other, uh, with our church family in times where we play together because we were never meant to do the Christian life alone. This is the times when we have a church picnic or guys, we have a golf outing or ladies, you go to a conference or, or you come here to uh, Shine, uh, which you did a few weeks ago. This is where we get together. I think the high school, I think Todd's uh, bringing some of the high school students that are going uh, tomorrow to Chaplin Park. This is where we gather together just to enjoy each other's fellowship and you'll hear uh, us unpack that in a few weeks. And the last area I wanna talk about Today, in the area I want to focus on is the area that's highlighted, and that is serve. And I want to read this together. We create margin in our daily lives so that we can serve our friends, our family, our church, our neighbors, and complete strangers in whatever way that help is needed. In whatever way that help is needed. And so that's our strategy. That's what being all in, if you're a person that's all in, like you believe in this, you, you get it, you understand it, but not only do you believe in it, get it, and understand it, but you participate in it. You're involved in it. You might even lead it or volunteer in it. And so these are the different ways that we as a church are going to accomplish our mission. And we believe that these are rooted in Scripture. We believe these have been prayed through, and we're excited about the future. And so you can go to our website, the new website, and you can check those out, and you can take a look. Let's today talk about serve for the remaining time that we have together today. There was uh, an Italian economist in 1906, Vilf Vilfred Pareto. 
He created a mathematical formula to describe an unequal distribution of wealth there in Italy, in his country during that day and age. And observing that 20% of the people owned 80% of the wealth, he came up with something that we are pretty familiar with today called Pareto's Principle. It was kind of uh, assigned to him or, or uh, attributed to him in, in, in later dates. But it's the idea that 20% of the people make 80% of the impact. 20% of the people have 80% of the wealth in Italy. And this whole idea of the 80-20 principle, or the 20-80 principle, the Pareto principle, was taken and it was applied to a lot of different industries and, and a lot of different environments. Um, sociologists took it and they, they applied it to sociology science. And, and, and economists took it and they applied it to, to different economic impacts, the 80-20 principle. Uh, um, business people took that and they applied it within their businesses. You know, 20% of the workforce is going to uh, produce 80% of the income. And so this whole idea of Pareto became a very uh, uh, normal and very recognized principle in different industries and in different environments, not just in America, but around the world. Well, about 10 or 15 years ago, uh, this Preto principle, this 80-20 principle, became applied to churches. And church leaders and pastors uh, and, and volunteers began to see that Preto, the Preto principle, that 80-20 principle, was true also in the church. It's true here at Hilton Island Community Church. We can take a look at just about any number within our church and we can say that the 80-20 principle applies. 20% of our church gives roughly 80% of the income. It's true. It's true here, just like it is elsewhere. 20% of the people are involved in producing 80% of our growth opportunities. You know, it's always the same 20% of people that are involved in growth opportunities. The same 20% of people are here week in and week out, and the rest is just kind of hit and miss. And it's the Preto principle that applies to our church. The, the same 20% of people always are involved in one community. The same group of people, the same 20% of people are involved in missions. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're, some of you are like, I'm, I am in the 20%. <laughs> so why are you preaching this to me? Well, this isn't for you. This is for those of you who are a part of the other percent that aren't involved. You see, this same principle that Pareto applied to economics in his country applies not just in the church world, but it applies here. It applies here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. Week in and week out, we have the same 20% of people who are involved in just about every area of our church ministry. Now, that is not meant to discourage. It's not meant for me to beat you over the head with. Here's the whole reason I'm beginning with this. Imagine with me Hilton Head Island Community Church. Imagine just for a moment if we could take Preto's principle and turn it upside down. What if we could reverse it? Now, I don't mean literally reverse it, because that would be pretty pitiful if 80% produced 20%. But what I'm saying is, what if, what if 80% of us really got all in? Imagine what might happen. 
we would never, ever have to appeal for Island Kids volunteers, ever. Some of you who work in Island Kids, who already are involved in Island Kids, you wouldn't have to work two services. In fact, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. You wouldn't have to be here every single week. Those same four or five or six folks who are out in the parking lot sweating profusely, so much so that they don't even want to come into church. I'm just kidding. They do, and we welcome them in because they've been out there sweating and working hard in our parking lot. They would not have to work like two or three weeks out of the month. They might be able to do it once a month. You see, if we could reverse this mindset, if we could change Preto here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, it would be amazing what would happen. You know what would happen if we could reverse this? I want you to hear this. Some of you would be on this one. You'd be like, yeah, that would be awesome. If Preto were reversed, if we changed our mindset, I would never have to get up here and say we didn't meet budget. And we need you to give extra, and we need you to give more, and we need you to dig deep. Because if 80% of us tithed, man, that would solve everything financially. We'd meet budget. We would be fine. God would take care of any gaps that we had, but he would do it because most of you would be giving. If we reverse Preto, if we changed our mindset on this, the needs that we see in our community would diminish. The, the growth areas would be full. I wouldn't be able to find enough life group leaders if 80% of you got involved in life groups. It'd be awesome. And we kind of think that way and we go, yeah, but that is far-fetched. Listen, it may be far-fetched in business. It may be far-fetched in economics. It may even be far-fetched in sociology. But I want you to hear something, church. We're the church. We're different. We're the bride of Christ. We are God's people. Do you hear that? Those of you who are Christ followers, we are the people of God and we have the power of God on our side. And so when you think there's no way I'm going to fill out that form, there is no way I'm going to serve in production or island kids or in student ministries with middle schoolers. No offense, middle schoolers. I, I love you. I've spent all summer with you. You're awesome. But before you think that I can't or I won't, just for a moment, allow God's Holy Spirit to do a work in your life that maybe you never thought possible. You see, I truly believe that Pareto can be changed in our church because we are the church. We are the people of God. Let's dive into the notes this morning. On the left side of your uh, worship folder, you have the notes there this morning. Let's dive in and very quickly today, I want to look at three different ways, three different environments that if we are going to be committed to serving if we're going to be committed to being people who are all in with service, the Bible says that these environments, these areas are things that we need to have down. Characteristics of being all in include allowing enough margin in our lives to serve, first of all, our friends and our family. To serve, first of all, our friends and our family. Listen, I, I want you to listen just for a moment here this morning. Mom and dad, student grandparents, husbands, wives, those of you who are single. If you're not serving 
your friends, and if you're not serving your family, if you're not serving those people who are closest to you, and you come to church and you're in that 20% that do serve week in and week out, and you're passionate and you serve with gusto, that's an old-fashioned word, isn't it? And you serve with enthusiasm and excitement. Like if you're here and you do that, but you don't do it at home, you know what your family's going to think? They're going to think you're a hypocrite. They're going to think that you are inconsistent because, Dad, they, they watch you be enthusiastic at church. And, Mom, they watch you be enthusiastic at church. And they watch you week in and week out give of your time and your talent and even your treasure. But when you come home, you don't have a servant's attitude towards those around you. You know how I know this is true? Because I am the A number one guilty party in this. As a pastor, I struggle with this day in and day out. As a driven person, I struggle with this day in and day out. Because I want to see our church flourish. I want to see us grow. I want to see there be passion and excitement. And sometimes I have to check myself, and sometimes the Holy Spirit convicts me because I sometimes don't have that same passion at home to serve my family. Look at what Paul says to his protege, Timothy, in 1 Timothy 5.8. He says this, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own, what, what is that word? Household. He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Oh my goodness, that doesn't say it more plainly and bluntly, does it? He's worse than an unbeliever? Like, that's one of those questions. When I get to heaven, I want to be like, hey, Paul, Man, did, was, was that right? Did God really tell you that? Was that really like what you meant to say? Well, yeah, Todd, it was. The Bible is the inspired word of God. So yes, it is meaningful. Yes, it is true. Yes, it's exactly what I wanted to say. That if you don't serve your household well, those people you're closest to, then you are worse than an unbeliever. You see, what Paul knew that he wanted to pass on to Timothy was this principle. You can be incredibly spiritual. You can get up and have your devotions every day. You can have your time with God. You can spend hours in the morning on your porch or in your chair or at your table or in your office dissecting the, 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 the Greek word for this, that, and the other. And you can take it all in and you can pray and you can have this incredibly rich time with God. And all that is awesome and I hope you do that and we'll talk about that next week. But if you don't serve your family, Paul says to his protege that you're worse than an unbeliever. And it's not that all that great stuff is for naught. It's just that it's not played out in real life. Are you with me? Like we become terribly inconsistent when we do it here and we don't do it at home. 1 John 4.11 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. John is speaking about those closest to us. And so, church, it begins with us not just serving our church. We're going to talk about that right now. But it begins with serving those who are closest to us. It begins with serving our family, and it begins with serving our friends. And if we're not committed to that, if we're not committed to that, then it's going to be very difficult for us to be committed to these other two environments. This is why vows in a marriage normally say for better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, for sickness and in health. Because we know as humans that if we don't make that vow, 
to serve and love our spouses, that it's so easy for us to just slip away. This may be the hardest environment for you to serve. But if you don't get that down, if you don't get that foundational thing down, it's going to be very difficult for you to serve in the other areas. The second area, the second environment where we can serve if we're truly all in is our church. Kind of our springboard verse for this particular series is Acts 2.42. I want to read it this morning, Acts 2.42 through 47. This is the first group of Christians. We described it last week. Luke is writing here, and he says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together, and they had everything in common. They shared things in an incredible way. Verse 45. They sold property and possessions and belongings, and they distributed it as to, any, to anyone as they had need. Every day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, day by day, those were being saved. Listen, you cannot read this passage of Scripture, which was the first time that the first church gathered together, and, and Luke here describes what was happening in the church. You cannot get away from the fact that there was a service, an environment, or a, um, a culture of serving each other within that church body, as small as it may have been back in that time. There was a culture that was built that they served each other. They gave to each other. They sold their possessions and they gave to each other. They collected money for each other. They brought each other into their homes and ate together. There was a service of each other, a sharing of things to each other. And that's a picture, not just of the first century church and the way it should be and the way it was, but this is a picture of the church in 2014 and the way that it should be with us, Hilton Head Island Community Church. We had to serve each other. We had to take up the opportunity and the challenge if you're a regular attender, if you come here and you're a regular part, don't be, as I mentioned last week, just a consumer. Be an investor and invest not just your money, but invest your time into these different areas, different service teams that we have. I've already kind of walked all through those. This is a tangible way that we can serve each other through our ministry teams. Listen, we can't just rely on a small group of people to help out with island kids. There can't be in a church of nearly 400 people one person who likes to change diapers back there in island kids. Talk about dirty jobs. Wow, that would be a dirty job if there was one. Listen, we cannot rely on one person to be out in the parking lot helping bring in the traffic and helping send out the traffic as we enter and exit our campus. We have to have a, an army of people willing to serve. And that's how we can serve each other in the church. There's a couple of principles that I, I just want to make you aware of that are, are really, and there's, this, is, this is not in your notes, it's not on the screens, but that I, I'm just simply passionate about that we are going to take very seriously as we move uh, through this kind of season of signing up new leaders and, and volunteers for our different ministry areas. One is the principle of sitting and serving. If you're here and you serve on a Sunday morning, I am so passionate about you being in church 
And so if you serve in our island kids area, or if you serve on our production team, they get to be in here anyway, but if you serve out in the parking lot or on a guest service team, my challenge to you is you have to also be in church. I become a hypocrite if I tell my staff and tell our teams just use people endlessly. I don't care if they're in church or not. No, you need to be here. That's what we talked about last week. Your attendance here is important, so we as a staff are going to be watching that. We're going to be monitoring it. We're going to be helping you. Families, if you serve, we are no longer going to make it hard for you to serve and not be in church. We're going to put things into place where you can be in one of the services and serve in the other. And so we as a staff are making the commitment to doing that. We need to have a sit and serve philosophy. I don't want you serving in church and not being a part of church. I had someone tell me several years ago that the only reason they would come to worship is if they served. And they were trying to communicate to me their passion for serving. And I love that attitude. But listen, as much as service is important, your attendance in worship is just as important. And so we are kind of creating a culture of sitting and serving. And parents, I understand the challenge. You're like, my kid, that means that they are in Island Kids twice on a Sunday. How bad is that? I mean, really, my kids need it twice a week, okay? I promise you, and they're pretty good kids, okay? It is okay. Abby and our staff and our volunteers are okay if your children are in Island Kids or Ignite twice on a Sunday if you sit and serve. It is okay. In fact, maybe you'll see a difference in your kids. Okay, I just am getting off my soapbox on that. Okay, so I want to encourage you to have a sit and serve. Be a part of the service, but also be a part of serving. And lastly, lastly, the last environment where we serve is we serve our neighbors and complete strangers. This is our one community outreach. This is our one community outreach. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. He says, love the Lord, with, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, uh, excuse me, all your soul, and with all your mind. And he says, this is the first and the greatest commandment. But then he says this, the second is like it, love your what? Neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Listen, church, we, we have a responsibility directly from Jesus to love our neighbor's and to take care of them. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 42, give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Jesus not just encourages us to serve our neighbors and to serve those around us, but he really makes it a command. It, it, it's really a responsibility that we have. All the way back in the New Testament, I love this, Deuteronomy 15, 11, says this, there will always be poor people in the land, Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. We want to be a part of this. We want to be a part of serving our community, the poor, the rich, all across the demographic spectrum. We need to serve our community. The Bible is clear that it's the church's responsibility to do that. And here's my challenge to you. You can't just choose one of these areas. You can't just say, yeah, of these three areas, I'm just going to serve my family. (laughs) 
like I'm good. Where's the family part of this? Let me just check off family here. My, my challenge to you is you can't just serve, you're going to, you can't just choose you're going to serve our church. You can't just choose that you're going to serve in your community. Listen, Christ follower, if we believe the Bible to be true, if we believe these passages to be true that we just took a very quick look at, we have to serve in all three of those environments. We're compelled to serve our family. We're compelled to serve our friends. We're compelled to serve our church. And we're compelled to serve our neighbors and strangers. And I realize probably the largest barrier for most of you is really not the ability. It may not even be the passion. It may not be the motivation. It's simply the time. And just like we talked about last week, that being a part of worship may require sacrifice, so is serving. And I want to challenge you to make margin. Make room for this, serving your church, serving your friends and family, serving your community, to be an important part of your life and your family's life. Listen, we prioritize what's important, don't we? We prioritize our golf. We prioritize our football. I'm going to go no further this morning on talking about football on purpose. We, we prioritize our school and our education and our eating out and our date nights, and we prioritize everything. Church, Christ follower, we have to make margin if we are going to be all in when it comes to serving. Are you with me? We have to make this a priority. We have to put it on our calendar. We have to be determined, and we do it because of the cause of Christ, not to bring fulfillment to ourselves, not to bring glory to ourselves, not to have some kind of uh, great excitement because we are serving and we are great. We do it because of him and him alone. It's the bottom line. Being all in by serving others means that we serve selflessly as Jesus did. He said in Matthew 20, 28, just as the son of man did not come to serve, but to serve, to be served, but to serve, that's the kind of service we ought to have in order that people will be attracted to Jesus rather than be attracted to us. John 13, 35 says the way that people are going to be attracted to us is the love that we have for each other. And it begins by serving. Listen, church, I believe that Pareto can be changed. I believe that 80% of you can be involved in serving, but it means that we submit to what the Holy Spirit and what God is doing in our lives. And we respond in obedience. And we respond by showing the love that we have for each other and for others. Father God, thank you so much that you encourage us and you challenge us. And in fact, you even give it as a commandment that we are to serve. And Father God, I pray that you would help each one of us who are here today to serve our family first serve our friends first. God, I pray that if we are inconsistent with our service, that we would change that. God, I admit that there are times when I am. God, I pray that you would help us with that. Father God, help us to serve our church. There's a card in front of us with so many different service opportunities on Sunday and Sunday night and throughout the week that we can serve. Help us to be drawn towards the area that you want us to serve in. And finally, help us to serve our community Help us with our partners, new and old and upcoming, to serve so that we can show your love. God, I pray that many people will be drawn, not to us, not to our church, 
that they'll be drawn to you by the love that we have for each other. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.